Coming soon, a bold new look at the discovery of America. From Pulitzer Prize-winning revisionist historian Nicole Hannah-Jones, inventor of the 1619 Project. Now, see the discovery of America through a thoroughly ahistorical lens. The 1490 Project. A lightly researched and largely unsupervised look at the real discovery of America. An account challenged by experts, but not the New York Times. An ingenuine masterpiece, says the Washington Post. So perfect that it has to be true, says Rolling Stone's Sabrina Erdely. The 1490 Project. The true story of the discovery of America by Adolf Hitler's great, 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 great grandfather Bruce. A story that could only be told by Pulitzer Prize winner Nicole Hannah-Jones. The 1490 Project, in Schools Friday. You're listening to Questionable Material with Jack and Brian, a mostly improvised podcast produced in New York by Jack Helmuth and Brian Sack. QMPodcast.com. Rupert and Stevens, and also coffee. Hey, uh, is Rupert there? Uh, yeah, he, he's here. Would you like to speak okay. with him? Um, no, I just wanted to know if he was there. Yeah, he's in his and corner he, office. I can see down the hall. He's down there and he's got the door closed, which means he's probably with a client, but, okay. um, or, uh, working on coffee recipes. Good. So if I needed to come and serve him, he would be available. Yeah. Well, he can serve you. Uh, he's got, uh, you know, a whole range of coffees <laughs> Okay, and good. he does advertising. Yeah. So I, I was wondering about that as, um, as, as his ex, you know, was, was sort of filling me in on his life. What, um, what, what is it you guys do? Well, we're a full service advertising agency and a coffee shop. Cause we thought we could make a little extra money on the side by running a little coffee operation. Perhaps you've seen that in a variety of stores where they have a little coffee shop in the corner to, to yeah. just make some extra money, pay, pay the rent. We've got a significant uh, rent bill here. We are on the second to highest floor at our ad agency. And so, uh, you know, we're trying to make ends meet. Uh, the inflation is, is, is getting to us, of course. And, uh, you know, a lot of people aren't advertising right now, especially, um, companies that are closed. <laughs> so th- none of those companies are, are doing any advertising work right now? Uh, you know, the companies that have been shuttered uh, due to the ongoing pandemic uh, have been closed. It, it's a trickle down thing. We call it the trickle down because, you know, see, this is what happens. I mean, they stop, you know, st- stores close. And so the truck drivers stop driving their trucks to these stores. And so their tires don't wear down. And so our client, uh, you know, bargain tire uh, co is, is not making the money. It. It's, it's not, they're not selling a ton of tires and that trickles back down to us. They don't need new tire ads if they're not using their tires up. I would think low sales would would uh, would make your job even all the more necessary. But but be that as it may, um, you know, why don't you tell me a little bit about um, uh, what ads you do have uh, going for Bargain Tire Co. Well, sure. Uh, we just had you know our last campaign before we kind of stopped producing anything for them. Mm-hmm. 
was when, you know, it was basically, uh, the, the concept was, you know, you need it, you need tires on a car or a truck. I mean, you can't not have tires. Yeah. And so we, we have an ad and, and you just see a man driving, but he just, you hear a terrible, terrible noise and he's got his family in the car and this horrible screeching noise. And you can see that he's having a, a real heck of a time driving. And then uh -huh. the camera pulls back and you see that he's just driving on rims. He has no tires <laughs> and he's tearing up the road like something terrible. Yeah. Oof. And it's hurting his ears and his kids are in the backseat crying because that, 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 of the, of the rims on the highway is just really bad for your ears. And so yeah. he just looks, he looks and he goes, he looks away and he says, man, I really wish I had tires. And then we have discount tire man who's like the Michelin man, but he's smaller. <laughs> and he comes out from behind a bush. <laughs> and, what? And that's where he lives. And he comes out from behind a bush <laughs> and he says, I can help you with that. Uh-huh. And then he takes out his magic wand because I had seen Fantasia right before coming up with this ad. And he shakes his wand in the air. And next thing you know, the guy has four wonderful tires on his car, bargain tires. And he, bargain tires. he goes, how much do I owe you? And I said, a lot less than if you had real tires with real rubber. <laughs> okay. A great, great ad. Congratulations. I've Thank seen you. that one. Um, uh, it, uh, odd that the family is sort of shooting down the highway, as you very clearly said, and yeah. yet uh, the bargain discount tire man comes out from behind a bush. <laughs> yeah, there's always a bush somewhere on the highway, and that's always where our car happens to be. Okay, all right. Okay, I guess you're going for relatability. Fine. Uh, and remind me again, what what is what do bargain tires, what are they made from? Well, uh, they're made from sustainable paper mache. <laughs> And we have a patented cool. process that nobody can reproduce or nobody wants to reproduce. And we create um, the, the world's finest, cheapest uh, paper mache tires. Uh-huh. <laughs> so wait a minute. You don't just do advertising for them. <laughs> You're part of that company as well? Yes. <laughs> wow. So if you really just, it seems like your business is everything. We are trying to make some extra scratch. I mean, you get out of the elevator in the lobby, there's our coffee shop there. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're more than happy to serve you a, a, any kind of coffee you want. We have a really powerful grinder. Uh huh. And, and then we can do ads for you. And if you need tires, you can just go down the hall to room 217. And we've got a bunch of paper mache tires in there for you. Uh, what would be in room, um, you know, because I, I assume your office is down at the end of the corner. Let's say it's probably around room 230, right? Yes. So, you know, what would be in room 211 as you, as you continue to sort of wander your way towards your office? Well, there's a smoothie shop. <laughs> uh, okay. I, yeah, I guess uh, smoothies would sell lunchtime. How about, uh, how about room 214? Oh, we're room 214 is SAT tutoring. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hope you're not based in California because that, then you're going out of business again. Well, we're phasing that one out. Yeah, of course. Well, you, you guys do incredibly racist work. So um, how about room 220? Oh, room 220, is a, it's a cannabis dispensary because they just <laughs> legalized it here in the state. Wow. So many businesses that you have are either meteorically on the rise or, or falling down to earth. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, room 224? That is a magazine uh, dedicated to typewriter repair. 
and that we're going to be phasing out. Yeah, I bet. Okay, that's at the phase out side. Okay, how about room 227? 227. Room 227, uh, we clean five and a quarter inch floppy disks. <laughs> and would that business be on the way out, uh, up or down? We had hoped it would be on the way up, but uh-huh. we just had a consultation uh, with a business consultation company and they told us it's on the way down. Yeah. Right, and were you doing any advertising uh, for yourselves with that company? Well, no, they're actually in room 231. Oh, oh. that's Business Consultations Incorporated, <laughs> which is under the umbrella of our coffee shop. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll be right there. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. No, this isn't a radio show. This is a phone call. I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to this gentleman here. Oh, who who just came to talk to you? Some guy who just had me. <laughs> what 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 business would that be? I think you know. <laughs> hey, Brian. See. Oh, good, good, good. Yes, uh, the the research packet we got about our podcast, about expanding our audience, uh, it really sank in with you. Gracias. Uh, you told me in a text message that you uh, you got some of the the info on the um, on the turkey that President Biden is uh, pardoning. Can you um can you give us a little uh, background on 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 the the turkey that's being pardoned? You know what were his crimes? Uh, you know we all sort of talk about it, but it's a very secretive process. Like no one really knows what this is. Yeah. So they they located these two uh, turkeys: peanut butter, and okay. the other one was jelly. Okay, great. And uh, peanut butter had been in confinement for the last six months uh, because he was connected to a string of robberies, (laughs) uh, two of which ended in a homicide. Oh, gosh. And um, they were both uh, pecking deaths uh, based on the (laughs) autopsy. Um, And in one, the the last house where the burglary and murder was committed, uh, somebody wrote gobble gobble on the wall in blood. (laughs) And did you say, was was that peanut butter or was that jelly? That was peanut butter. Okay, that was peanut butter. Okay. Peanut butter was connected to those tra- crimes. And jelly uh, had been running a counterfeiting ring. Uh-huh. Oh. And, and then had also been smuggling fentanyl <laughs> in from Mexico uh, because, you know, it's, it's semi-flightless, but, you know, it was able to kind of, you know, make its way. And it made several runs and... Uh, you know, jelly is connected with numerous uh, overdose deaths. No. Yeah. Oh man, a lot. Because she dropped her load right outside of a preschool. <laughs> and in that'll keeping, always get you in trouble, no matter yeah. what. And then you know, so the president saw that these two turkeys had committed uh, fairly horrible crimes, and was like, "Yeah, in keeping with democratic tradition, I want to pardon them." <laughs> yeah, because it, it seems that they're very clearly guilty, though. They're incredibly guilty uh, and they're not remorseful at all. Really? Yeah. They've exhibited no remorse and they even had a Turkey profiler say that they, they display, uh, you know, uh, sociopathic Turkotic tendencies. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, um, so the, the, the expectation is that they're going to, you know, read, go back into the wild and do this sort of thing again. Uh, that is the expectation. It's kind of the hope uh, for the mayor of San Francisco. (laughs) 
since they're really hoping the, the mayor was actually, uh, please come here to San Francisco and, and do whatever you want. No repercussions. That's actually the, the new motto for San Francisco. <laughs> it used to be Latin and now it just says no repercussions. <laughs> That's really strange. They're making some strange choices with that. Yep. It's like crap on the street and no repercussions. You know, it's so funny that you bring that up, Ryan, because, um, uh, because a little bit later, uh, yeah. I've booked a, a crimologist on no. the show. Okay. Yes. From who advises the, uh, the city of San Francisco. So that, a little bit later, uh, we're going to be talking with, with him. A criminologist or a crimologist? A, uh, <laughs> a crimologist. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a new, that's a different field. I'm not familiar with that. Yeah. Well, I, it's probably, he might call it criminology, but like, I think when you're a little bit sort of more in the know, like I am, yep. I think. Yeah. You, know, you read. I, I, I read a lot. I don't, yeah. I can't pronounce the words I read, but right. in my head, I know what they mean. Yeah, I, I know. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, cool, well, weird about the turkeys. I, I, I wish they would. Uh, they'd stay in jail. I, I wish they'd uh, um, lock them up. You know, that seems to be a popular thing. A lot of people have a problem uh, with criminals being out and yeah. about. Yeah, just seems like it's a thing that's starting to rub people the wrong way. Obviously, these turkeys are massive scumbags, but, you know, how did the president even, like, find out about these turkeys? Like, how how do they find such despicable uh, creatures to, to pardon? Uh, his son, Hunter. Uh, what? There was a notorious uh, turkey-human drug den, <laughs> and and Hunter was a freak. He frequented the place and, and got no to kidding. know a lot of, yeah, got to know a lot of these turkeys. Wow. And, um. And that's how they kind of came on the radar. Hunter was like, dad, I need you to do a favor for me. And he's like, I told these Ukrainians. And he's like, no, 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 it's not, it has nothing to do with Ukraine. <laughs> he's like, oh, what is it now? And he's like, oh, the, uh, two Turkey friends of mine are in big trouble. Yeah. What, one of them, I used up all his fentanyl at lunch. Exactly. He doesn't even do other, he doesn't even mix it with other drugs. He just straight, he does straight just, fentanyl. Just takes it. But you build up a resistance over time. That's, that's nice. So, Brian, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about California on the podcast uh, uh, already. And later in the podcast, a, as I mentioned, we're going to be talking to a, a real uh, criminologist. See, mm. I learned a criminologist from the San Francisco area. But, you know, I wanted to talk about uh, a big um, movement that has taken place in the state of California that I know you're an expert at uh, expert on as an education expert. And that's the um, the fact that California has just uh shut the door on standardized uh, testing that they are uh, the, the UC system, the university of California uh, school system, college uh, system, which is one of the most powerful in the world, if not the mm -hmm. most powerful has decided to do away with um, uh, standardized testing. Yes. And you're a, you're a part of that decision, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, oh, that's, that's so interesting. So, um, uh, you know, can you, can you walk us through, why you guys chose to do that. And I, and then I'd love to talk about some alternatives for the way that you guys are going to um, screen applicants to your colleges. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so, so why, why get rid of the uh, SATs and ACTs? Because that, to me, that seems like sort of um, a standardized test is a good standard way of measuring which students uh, are the best candidates to go to school. Why yeah. am I wrong? Well, I mean, it creates a barrier to entry, mm -hmm. you know, and so I, you know, I like to use the nightclub analogy. Okay. So you have a nightclub 
and it's really fancy. You know, it's got the velvet rope and the girls walk up and the, the bouncer is sitting there and he's, he's looking at them and the girls yeah. come up and they're in, they're tall and leggy and, and in mini skirts and a halter top and they, oh, the velvet rope opens and then, and then they go into the club and, and you're watching this and then you see that another group comes up and they're, um, they're not, uh, not particularly good looking. Okay. M- maybe short on the heavier side and they have muffin top. They, they, they're doing the yep. midriff thing, but it's not, it's not earned. Yep. And, and, it, uh, and so it's, it's, it's not pleasant. And the doorman just shakes his head. No, and turns them away. That's, now, right. that's a barrier to entry. Yes. And in a perfect world, you'd want that nightclub filled with people uh, who are unattractive and -hmm. very attractive. Right. Well, I mean, right. That, uh, you know, I, I mean, to me, it it depends if my uh, nightclub um, sells a lot of chicken wings, then, then yes, then I would want to get as many of those people in as possible, you know, and, you know, you know, 45 cent wing night or, or whatever. Mm. I, I want as many people buying wings, um, you know, maybe buying fried pickles, that sort of thing. But, you know, if it was more of a cool dance club where people like want to meet each other to have um, uh, intercourse later in the evening and buy thousand dollar bottles of, uh, of champagne, then I would probably want to have it a little bit more on the, the, the attractive side. Well, that's interesting. That's an interesting way to look at it. Another analogy. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm on the walls of my fortress and the Mongol horde is out there. Yes. And they're, they're just, they're coming and I got a gate. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. I lift it up to let them in. Why? Because I don't want to keep them out. I don't want gatekeepers. Right. The, the, uh, awesome. I, I love that. I love that. And then, um, and then they, they sort of peacefully integrate into your, into your town. No, they rape and pillage and behead all the males over four feet tall. <laughs> oh no. Yep. Freaking Mongols, man. What, what's wrong with standardized testing? What's so bad about it? Some people do not perform well on tests, Jack. Okay. Yeah. There's, I, I had plenty of people in my school who didn't um, perform well on tests. Yeah. But they would like to go to nice colleges too. Oh, oh, I bet. But they definitely shouldn't do that. The, the kids I went to school with, who, who no, they should not be in a, in a college. That would be a humongous waste of time and money. Well, but that's where it's not fair because they would like to go to a nice college. And you're mm-hmm. saying, well, you can't go to this nice college because you didn't do well on a test. Mm-hmm. And what yes, we're I'm saying, definitely saying that. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah but what, and what we're saying is that, well, yeah, you're right. That's not fair. You should go there anyway. <laughs> we can't just have everyone in college at all times. There has to be some way to uh, decide who's coming in and who's coming out because you can't have, there's not enough teachers, not enough classrooms, not enough dorm rooms. How then what's the new way that we're going to, in a more equitable way, because you know, I know you're not saying it because you've probably been coached by those people. You know, this is definitely about race. So, you know, what is a way that we're going to make sure that we don't just have, um, you know, uh, people sleeping on top of people on top of people in the quad because there's so yep. many people there. Yeah. So what we've done is we've created a, a, a new form of testing. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's going to be who can run uh, the furthest for the longest period of time. <laughs> and so what that has done is guaranteed that all colleges will be filled with Kenyans. <laughs> What? 
<laughs> that, that doesn't. Okay. That, that, that almost seems a little problematic to me. Am I, am I wrong on that? It, it is. <clears throat> yeah. You're wrong because um, it's not. <laughs> One other plan um, is that we will call it the look plan. Okay. And so you just send us a picture of you and we can kind of base our opinion on the picture. Oh, okay. And that will guarantee equality of outcomes. Okay. Um, and so what is it you would, uh, you know, it, you guys have sort of uh, planned this out already. Clearly what, what sort of things are you looking for uh, in, in this, in this way? Well, um, so we can look at a picture and, and we have a point system. And so it's 10 points gets you into the school. Okay. Now, if the picture shows that you look kind of Asian-y, that's minus 10 points right there. Oh my gosh. So it's going to be harder for you to get in the school. <laughs> that Gosh, that, I mean, that almost seems racist. Yeah, but we don't call it that. Oh, 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 well that, that helps. That, that really helps. What do you call it then? Equity. <laughs> okay. I mean, our, our, our Asian friends might not find that to be that equitable. They don't like it one bit. Yeah. And they're getting all kind of suey and not chop uh -huh. suey. I'm talking about legal suey. <laughs> they are not happy with this. Yeah. I would, I would guess so. They feel like they're being discriminated against. And are they in the right? No, it's equity. <sighs> okay. I'm going to have to look up that word, I guess. You might be getting a different caliber of student coming through your door now. You know, maybe ones who aren't ready for college through. Yeah. Maybe it's through some fault or of their own. Maybe. Um, what, you know, are there going to be changes to the curriculum uh, of the UC system? Uh, yeah. Okay, like because you know, like, obviously like you're gonna have you're gonna have people who are not really up to college level yet. Okay, you know maybe they weren't served so well in their schools. Sure, and so they're not necessarily prepared yep. for college, but now they're in college because they passed uh, our look test or you know <laughs> whatever other things we can kind of come up with. Yeah. And, and now they're there and they're kind of looking around with this weird look on their face. Like, what is, what is going on here? I don't understand these things. They're referring to words I'm not familiar with. And what are all these numbers? They call it math, but I've never seen anything like that before. <laughs> and I don't, what does that even mean? Physiology like that? I don't even, what, what's going on here? Right. So what are you replacing physiology with as a, as a major in your schools? Rope climbing. <laughs> So you're going to, you're going to take phys physiology and just change it into a rope climbing class. Yeah, major? But, you know, you know, there's going to be rope climbing and, and then there'll be knots <laughs> to help you get up. And if you ring the bell at the top, you get an A. Wow. So it's, it's all the rope arts. Well, we call it physiology. <laughs> you're giving the name. Yeah. Cause when you say rope arts, it doesn't sound as academic. Yeah. Yeah. But physiology, if you have a degree in physiology, it's kind of like, oh man, you know what you're oh, talking yeah. about. Oh, for sure. Be like, okay, well, what do you call this thing under my arm here? It's like, I have no idea, but look at this rope. And then they'll just <laughs> you know, climb up. <laughs> That's how you would escape in a bad situation in a, in a job that you're not qualified for. You would quickly right. build a rope and scale the building. 
Yeah. Physiology majors will be capable of getting in and out of buildings in a moment's notice. Whew, thank goodness. Yeah. That's great. What are you guys um, uh, changing uh, engineering uh, into? Because that's hard. That's hard. Their engineering has got a lot of math in it and it's, it's definitely not easy. Yeah. Um, and you look at, you know, bridges and things and you marvel at how somebody made something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously that's going to be expecting a lot of somebody uh, who comes to a college and is not particularly uh, well geared for engineering in particular. I bet those people all have incredible standardized test scores. Um, well, not when you remove those. Right. And right. now, you know, anybody can be an engineer, which is what you want. That's the, <laughs> the equity. But, you know, mm -hmm. you need to kind of transform the way you look at engineering. Okay. How would you do that? Well, you get a long field and you get a bunch of used tires <laughs> and you just kind of lay them out in the field and people are running and they have to like one leg in the one leg in one leg out one leg in as they run down the field. Right. That's a real feat of engineering. Well, it's, it's the new engineering. Yeah. It's a new way to look at things. So that, that would be like a, a master's level uh, engineering course is um, running through uh, tires in a field. That is our hope. Okay, cool. And um, you have any of your, uh, you know, students who have done this, gone on to, to build anything already? Yes. Oh, that's so exciting. But, you know, can I visit any of their uh, structures? Uh, you know, the thing is you got to be there right as they're completed. <laughs> <laughs> because what we're finding is as soon as any measure of weight mm -hmm. you know, touches it, or as soon as the scaffolding is removed, uh, it's got a very short lifespan. <laughs> right. Now, are you familiar with the bridge that spanned from Manhattan across the Hudson River to New Jersey at the lower tip of Manhattan? Uh, um, gosh, at the lower tip. N no, I, I don't. Rem I, there's, of course, there's the there's the tunnels down there, but I no. don't remember a bridge. Yeah. Because birds ate it. <laughs> oh, geez. I, that, that bridge would have been helpful for traffic. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, that's, that was the goal. But, you know, you cut the ribbon and the first car starts to go. And, and then all these birds swoop in and just start eating the flower. And it's just, it was an awful mess. Oh, geez. Well, the only least... people who were happy were the seagulls. <laughs> Well, you know what? At least those students had an opportunity to build a bridge. That's really all I care about. And that's what we want. Yep. Hey, Brian. We? You're a, <laughs> you're a huge fan of, um, of uh, burgers, right? I love burgers. Yes. Yeah. No, you know I, me, yeah, I know me, Bur Burger Brian. You remember what everybody used to call me back in high school? <laughs> Burger Brian. I do. I Burger really do. And, and is that why you took that, um, that high, high level consulting job at Burger King? It is, of course. I wanted to parlay my passion for burgers into into a, a job, a career in, in the burger arts. Well, that's, that's great. I'm so excited for you. And so obviously Burger King has been in the news recently, but I don't need to tell you this, um, because they're, uh, they're phasing out um, some, uh, some popular customer perks. Uh, the, the 
top of top uh, perk that they're phasing out are um, the coupons, the popular paper coupons, which you guys have given out uh, to customers for decades. Of course, those paper coupons were. I mean, uh, I go way back with those. A lot yeah. of fond memories there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, typical ones like buy one, get one for one dollar and two for six dollars, you know, for Whoppers and stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a big move that uh, mm-hmm. actually made made some news. So I was wondering what, you know, I'd love to. It sounds like Burger King is sort of um, remaking itself, you know, because they've. You, I know you guys have fallen to third place behind McDonald's, of course, but also Wendy's. Mm. Well, they do have square burgers. Yeah, no, I know they do. So I, I was wondering, you know, can you sort of talk talk us through what what you guys at Burger King are doing to um to reach out to customers to get to expand your customer base, increase sales, and um and sort of remake uh, your product? You know, can you can you do that for us? Absolutely. Yeah, we've got it. We've got a whole bunch of strategies to kind of you know claw our way back uh, from three to one. Yeah, that's right. Oh, get to number one. Wow, shooting from McDonald's. I figured you were just trying to uh, top Wendy's. No, I mean, we're, we're, we, we don't want to be the RC Cola of burger franchises. Yeah. Ouch. Oof. Yeah. You don't want that. We want to be the Coca-Cola. Right. Or the Pepsi Cola. Let's, you know, let's aim realistically. That's number two. <laughs> um, so, so let's talk about that. So, okay. So you're getting rid of your, your coupon program. Mm-hmm. You know, what other ways you're going to offer, uh, affordability, uh, to some of your customers who, who may not, um, be on the upper end of the economic spectrum? Well, um, yeah, to get, to get people to come in, of course, you need to offer them incentives. Yep. And what we know is that a lot of our customer base likes tattoos. <laughs> oh, Okay. So what's going to happen is you come in and you let us tattoo (laughs) you briefly. You're going to get a discount on your burger, on your Whopper. We'll do a little extra flame broiling. Okay. We'll make, we'll actually put more salt on your fries. You know, these are perks. And what happens is you come in the first time and you get your little perks and we put a B on your forearm. (laughs) And you come back. And you get your perks and then you got a Yule uh-huh. on your forearm. Right. And you keep coming back until it spells Burger King. So from your perspective, you've gotten a ton of great deals on our yeah. delicious food. And we have free advertising on your forearm. <laughs> and if you think about it, you, you might be jogging on the side of the road or just standing there or, you know, assaulting somebody. Yeah. I mean, if you look at your customer demographics, I think you're not going to be jogging. But think about it. Policeman comes to a door. It's a domestic yep. dispute. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> he opens up the door and the husband is, has the wife in a chokehold. Yep. The arms are wrapped around the wife and it's Burger King on the forearm. Yep. The police officer sees that and makes a mental note. When I'm off my shift, I'm going to go to Burger King. <sighs> so we're going to see good. an uptick. Yeah. We're going to, we're expecting to see an uptick in the number of uh, police officers coming to our establishments. Give us, a few months and you're going to see walking flesh billboards for Burger King all over. (laughs) My concern is that the speed of which leads me to believe this might not be tattooing. This might be branding. It is branding in a sense that we're, we're getting our brand out there. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah. I mean, hard to, hard to argue that clearly. We did experiment with actual branding. Yeah. uh, There we go. People are not receptive to searing metal on their flesh. Okay. And I understand that. 
now. And it really interferes with the de- delicious aroma of a Burger King Whopper being prepared when you suddenly yeah. smell a burnt hair and, and human flesh. To me, the two smells are the same. That's what Morrissey says. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. Well, all right. Okay. So that's how you're going to get some people in. I guess that makes sense. Um, you know, one way to pass your competitors, uh, they do this in politics all the time, is, is to run negative campaign ads, mm-hmm. right? Is to, is to smear your opponent. Yeah, and I, I know you guys have um, some attack ads going out against Wendy's uh, coming up here in, for the holiday season. Can you tell us a little bit about that? We're going to have a commercial. You know, Wendy's, of course, we you know, got the famous mascot, the red-haired girl. Yeah. Cute. Yeah, it was Dave Thomas's daughter. Yeah, that's the right. founder of Wendy's. Well, she ain't looking that cute now. (laughs) So what we're going to do is follow her with a reality television crew. And we're going to make videos of her doing, you're just going to intrude on her life and every, and and just on the bottom of the screen, it's going to say, this is Wendy from Wendy's. This is Wendy from Wendy's. And we're going to do whatever it takes. Okay. Um, You know, I'm going to be honest. We're going to violate her privacy. (laughs) We're going to go for harsh lighting, (laughs) terrible camera angles. Uh Uh-huh. We're going to get her at her most vulnerable, whether she's in the bathroom or in the dentist chair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you imagine she's there with her mouth wide open and gurgling and then a camera crew bursts in mm-hmm. and then just flashing at the bottom of the screen. This is Wendy from Wendy's. This is Wendy from Wendy's. And then it's going to dissolve to Wendy's square burgers or their Frosties or French fries mm-hmm. or what have you. Right. And then another quick dissolve uh, to the Cambodian uh, murders, <laughs> the genocide of the- Cambodian people by the Khmer Rouge. Yeah. Because red is rouge. (laughs) Wendy's here is red. We're tying a lot of things in here. Wow. Yeah. Visual. Yeah. That's going to really click to be in people's heads. Yes. Man. So we're going to take them down. We're going to take Wendy's down by taking Wendy down. That's well, I don't see how that could not work. So that, well, that's great. So already in my mind, First quarter, 2022, you guys are number two in, uh, in the market. Wait, so clearly you must have something uh, now prepared uh, to smear and knock down McDonald's to claim the number one spot in, in the fast food um, uh, food chain, as it were. Can, can yeah. you tell us what you guys are going to do to take down McDonald's? Yes. So uh, we're going to do a campaign. It's an ad campaign uh, designed to just take down McDonald's. Well, McDonald's is represented by Ronald McDonald. Yep. <laughs> and... It's going to start with a Ronald McDonald looking in the mirror, applying his clown makeup, He's putting on the finishing touches. <laughs> oh, okay. Of his clown makeup. Yep. And then he's screwing on his nose. Uh huh. And he's in his, you know, you're not sure where he is, but the camera pulls back and you realize he's in his bedroom. Mm-hmm. And then the camera's going to pan <laughs> over to the bed. And then in the bed is. Lena Dunham. (laughs) But she's been pierced by a javelin. And she's dead. That's got to be one strong javelin. (laughs) The javelin's sticking out. She's clearly deceased. And he just snickers. And then he gets up and he... Walks right by the bed. He doesn't pay it any. It's clear that he killed her because there's clown makeup on the javelin. And he walks into the bathroom and he's in there for a bit. And then you hear a flush and he comes right out. 
and it's clear he didn't wash his hands. Wash hands. And then he's going to look at the camera and say, time to make the burgers. <laughs> and then he's going to take mass transit. <laughs> and he's going to hold on to the guardrail at the escalator. Yep. He's going to hold on to the bar in the subway. Mm-hmm. There's a homeless man who falls over. He picks up the homeless man. Oh, nice. Gets something on him. Not sure what it is, but he doesn't even bother to wash his hands. <laughs> and then he right. walks right into McDonald's and he says, where's the bowl of meat? <laughs> and there's a big bowl of meat. And he proceeds to start making the burgers, taking out him, uh-huh. digging his hands in, rolling it, making the little patties. Mm-hmm. Oops, he drops one on the floor. And what yep. does he do? He throws it out because that would be unsanitary. No, he sits on it. <laughs> and then he stands up again and he picks it up and he throws it in the bowl and mixes it around. <laughs> and then he reaches for what you think is salt and he sprinkles it all over. Uh huh. And then he looks at the bottle and it's not salt. <laughs> what is it? It's a abrasive cleaner for the countertops. And he so just gives, Ajax, something like that. Ju- it's an Ajax. And he just shrugs his shoulders and he throws it over his, <laughs> behind him. And he continues kneading the meat with his dirty hands. Uh-huh. And then it's just McDonald's logo comes up. And then what do you think of when you think of M? Uh, M, um, I don't know, marriage. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. That's a tough one. Murder. And it dissolves <laughs> to the Khmer Rouge and the killing fields. Because we have that footage. We paid for it already for Wendy's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you've got the, yeah, you got to max, you've got to reuse footage to, to trying to have get it my money's worth. Yeah, yeah we're course. kind of struggling financially. So I need to use, you know. Yeah, I've heard. Cut corners. <laughs> and that's how we get to the top. Yeah. How long was that commercial? Because that fell more than 30 seconds. Well, um, it's, it's what we do is a, it's a mini series of commercials. Okay. <laughs> and we're hoping people will binge watch them like they do TV okay. shows. Right. But they're 30 seconds long, but there's just 45 of them. <laughs> <laughs> no. Why is it Lena Dunham? I, I, I was afraid she was going to get chopped up and put in and become, become the burger. No, it's like just I, clear that he murdered her because of fat phobia. <laughs> Oh, so that oh, that's what it is. So it's okay. <laughs> I was wondering why she was murdered. Yeah, clearly he's fat phobic. He was fat okay. shaming her in the ultimate fat shaming way, which yeah. is by harpooning someone <laughs> with a javelin. Yeah, this Ronald I mean, McDonald seems like a real dick. Well, that and that's the point. <gasps> oh, it's working. See, oh, I'm feeling good about this. Hey, Brian, I don't know if you saw this uh, in the news. Uh, gosh, it was just today, actually, that the, the, the mayor of San Francisco, uh, London Breed, uh, has announced uh, he's finally going to do something about uh, the crime that is plaguing that city, uh, which I know you already know about this. And yeah. the plan uh, is to um, uh, to limit car access to the city's popular shopping district, Union Square. So, you know, instead of, um, you know, perhaps putting more police officers in, they're just going to limit car access because uh, flash mobs are just sort of reigning supreme in San Francisco where just massive groups of thieves just uh, uh, come and pillage everything. Mm -hmm. Yes, London Breed. London Breed is falling down. (laughs) Yes, very good. So, you know, because of this story, 
and so many stories like it over the last year of, of San Francisco just sort of falling to pieces. We mm. we got the, the city's uh, top um, criminologist, uh, Burr uh, Exit, to come on the show. And, you know, we're going to talk to Burr uh, and sort of find out, you know, what other sort of plans San Francisco has to, to combat crime like like the one they just announced today. Oh, that sounds great. Does it sound exciting? That sounds very exciting. Yeah. Well, let, let's welcome Burr onto the show. So I, our, I would, our first I would, guest. I would. I would. I would. Okay. But. I got to prepare the turkey. You can't possibly Man. need to do that right now. Turkeys do not kill or cook themselves, Jack. And I have a turkey that had not been pardoned. And it was mm -hmm. convicted of a petty crime. Okay. Maybe this is the sort of thing that our criminologist would, would have a, a plan for. Well, Brian, you've abandoned me and the show yep. again, um, you know, to, to hell with you. Uh, right. Happy Thanksgiving, I guess. But, but go, go yep. on. Good luck to you. Ask a lot of questions. Great advice. Thanks, buddy. My pleasure. All right, go 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 kill the turkey so I can I can start this interview. All right, come here. Don't you look at me. Oh, Jack. It, it, is it it's fighting back? It's so bloody and violent. Oh gosh. <laughs> it ripped my pants. And now everybody knows I use the landscape lawnmower 4.0. The whole village is here looking at me being attacked by a turkey with my pristinely trimmed crotch. Can you turn down your microphone? We I, we don't want to hear this. Don't you people realize if you use checkout code QM at manscaped.com, you'll get 20% off of your entire order and free shipping anywhere in the world except for the Democratic Republic of Congo. Stop gobbling. Oh, Jack, if I die, please put checkout code QM on my tombstone. Oh, Brian. I knew these would be your last words. We just didn't know how. <sighs> well, uh, anyway, like I said, our, our first guest, a criminologist <laughs> from the city of San Francisco, uh, advises uh, the mayor on all uh, things uh, crime in the city. Uh, Burr, are, are you with us, buddy? Yes. Hey, Burr. So, sorry, I don't know if you heard any of that. Um, well, you, you, you heard that. Obviously, my, my co-host was just uh, murdered by a, a bunch of turkeys. Let's get yes. right into it. Yes. Um, if those turkeys were then arrested by uh, the police in San Francisco, what would happen to those turkeys? Well, um, the turkeys would be brought to the facility uh, mm -hmm. for booking. Mm -hmm. uh, we would record Good. their turkey crimes. Good. Good. And we would issue them an appearance ticket and ask them to come back at a later date on their own recognizance. Well, you see, you see, I, I, I don't imagine they're going to come back. Well, that is a problem. Um, you know, there are certain people who don't appreciate the law. Uh huh. And we make it very clear to these people, these individuals, that we want them to come back and face justice, uh -huh. but that they're free to go until that happens. That's nice. It's the way we do things, Jack. Yeah, I, I guess so. So you, clearly you, you have a bit of a, uh, a, a problem with crime in, in your city right now these days. Can, can you tell us about what you're doing to combat these, um, these incredibly brazen um, attacks on retail outlets where uh, these flash mobs will just show up and just start stealing everything and, and just run around with um, no fear of being caught? What are you planning to do to combat that? Well, um, what we've done is we've reached out to the producers of The Walking Dead. Okay. Mm. 
and said, okay. listen, we actually have a dystopia where humans are running around committing crimes and, you know, you could use this as a backdrop. You don't need to, to create a set, you know, throw in some zombie looking characters in the foreground uh -huh. and let the looters do their thing in the background and people, their viewers will get a, a get a sense of, of, of lawlessness and the chaos that would happen in a zombie invasion. Although it's just <laughs> happening right now. Right. So that's sort of like you're offering a tax break to Hollywood. That's kind of a classic, um, the classic move towns and, and states, the state of Georgia is, it certainly does that offers incredible yes. tax breaks. Yes. Is that this sort of your outreach to get some Hollywood money into your town? Yeah. We need to get some money into our town because people keep leaving it. <laughs> uh -huh. And you know, what happens is when people leave your town, you can't tax them anymore. Yeah. We tried. Someone went to Miami. We're like, give us some tax money. And they're like, I live in Miami now. And we're like, what do you mean? Oh, you're over there. So sad. I understand that, but, but you know, what, what are some concrete actions that you're doing to actually get the flash mobs to stop for, forget, forget about uh, giving them uh, tickets to appear at court at a later date. How, how are you going to stop them from doing this in the first place? Well, you know, we've, we've determined, I mean, this cannot go on. Yes. Thank you. Eventually the stores will run out of things to steal <laughs> and then they can't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, if you're flat, you walk into the Louis Vuitton and there aren't any purses or anything there, well, you're just going to leave, aren't you? Yeah. Problem solved. <laughs> okay. So the, the plan for the city of San Francisco is to eventually just have everything stolen and therefore there can be no more theft. Exactly. We're going to eliminate <laughs> the incentive. So- this uh, in incentive elimination program is something I learned in my criminology class. And so oh. we're going to, you know, make these people aware that there's no reason to break into the store because there's nothing in the store. Yeah. And they're going to see that and they're going to go, well, shucks, there's nothing here. I wanted a pair of running shoes and there's no running shoes to be seen. Yeah. So I'm just going to go on my merry way and maybe go patronize a restaurant. Oh, like a Burger King. <laughs> I, I'm just a G-E-R away from completing the first half of my tattoo. You're a burr? <laughs> no, yeah, I know that's your name. Oh, forget it. That's it's complicated. Boy, we're really crossing crossing our streams here, as they say on the Ghostbusters. Um, so uh okay, very interesting. So what are what do you then recommend for um uh, the real retail outlets who depend on sales to stay open and to make a living. Yeah. Well, that's a thing. And that's come up in meetings with the community boards. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the way we look at it is when you have things in your stores, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like feeding the squirrels. You know, if you right. put peanuts out, they're going to come. Mm -hmm. And so we, well, our attitude is stop with the peanuts. <laughs> right. But how then are they going to make a living if they can't sell the products that they open their business to sell? Well, I think that's a question that they're going to have to answer. Okay. We're not business people. We are uh, political people. Uh -huh. uh, we understand politics. Uh, they understand business <laughs> and you uh -huh. know, they need to stop incentivizing these criminals. Right. Uh, in the same way that we need to start prosecuting them. Yeah. Okay. I guess. Well, then, you know, can we talk about some uh, other problems plaguing San Francisco? I know that um, on the streets, there's just rampant uh, drug use, uh, people in middle of the day, just shooting up 
um, drugs everywhere, needles yeah. uh, littering the uh, the ground, um, just w- with no fear of of being arrested. Uh, you know, what w- what are you planning to do to sort of uh, curb your city's um, uh, drug problem? When your town is filled with human excrement, you know, all over the streets, it, it really does drive you to do drugs because it takes you away. You know, because you're surrounded by filth, and you're like, I don't like this. I think I want to do a little heroin, right? Because in that reality, you would travel to, there's no, there's no poop everywhere. There's no everywhere. It's like having a, a two hour orgasm. <laughs> well, geez, <you're, laughs> I don't think you're going to help a curb the drug problem if you describe uh, doing drugs in that way, because that sounds really pleasant. Well, and that's the whole billboard campaign that we ran. Oh, it's like a two hour orgasm, <laughs> heroin, do it now. And you know, what we were trying to do was to, to, to try to corral people into doing heroin for positive uh, reasons. Okay. (laughs) How'd that work out for you? Well, uh, the morgues are filled. (laughs) So in some ways it's good because the the medical examiner has a lot of work to do. Right. So it's good for some businesses. He's super busy. So his business is great and nobody's stealing the bodies. I'll tell you that right now. No flash mobs come and steal the bodies. Remarkable. Uh, He's left alone. He does his own thing. He practices his trade. Now, you know, I would say that, you know, these people like Louis Vuitton and the Nike store and all these people need to, you know, to up their game and and kind of see, well, okay, how come he's so busy and how come I'm so empty? So you're saying that maybe they need to, that Louis Vuitton needs to start selling dead bodies because thieves don't come for those. Uh, It's certainly uh, something that we have shown, our studies have shown people don't want, they don't want to take that stuff. They want things of, of value. Okay. And while, you know, a, a dead body may be of value to an individual who maybe once was married to it, um, it's really not, uh, you know, to a, the average San Franciscan uh, who's just looking for a pair of, of uh, running shoes or right. a nice purse. Right. Once that body's been stripped down, there's really no value left to it. Yes. Okay. Well, gosh, you know what? I'm, I, you know, I, I came to to be critical, but it sounds like you guys have really figured it out. Um, you know, uh, are are you planning to, um, you know, welcome tourists uh, into your town, like myself? We've tried to welcome them. Okay, uh, they seem hesitant. Uh, you know, we we've seen some people just get back on the plane, <laughs> uh, which is really sad to see. What you know. so? Just from deboarding, they they go down that t- the tunnel to, you know, to gate C24 or whatever. Yeah. And they just, they turn around and get back on? Yeah. We had, uh, we've had numerous, we actually, the most high profile was a, a gentleman who was his, his make a wish uh, <laughs> with his son and he arrived and they stepped, they walked down the jetway and they, they stepped off and then they looked around and they kind of saw the way things were going. And he just said, sorry, Timmy, back on the plane. <laughs> You know, it's probably for the best. That's what we would say. Yeah, of course that is what you would say. Well, gosh, you know, Burr, thanks for being on the show. It sounds like you guys have, have really figured it out. Good luck to you. Good, good luck to you uh, and your city this Thanksgiving, okay? Yeah, I'm actually not there for Thanksgiving. I'm in Wyoming. Oh, okay. V- visiting family? No, there's just not crap everywhere. <laughs> that was questionable material with jack and brian subscribe on any podcast platform watch our clips on youtube visit us at qmpodcast.com 